Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Dr. Cohen. Is there a way? Well? Hi. Uh, well, I was going to say, are, are we are we live? <laughs> yes. We're live. <laughs> we're live on the phone. We're 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 super socially distanced, right? Right. Appropriate amount of distance. Um, I believe this is how other podcasts are doing it. Something similar. They're doing voice recordings. So we're going to see how this works for Gross Anatomy today. Cool. So we're live at Gross Anatomy from a distance, from doing it via phone, correct? <laughs> yes, yeah. that's correct. We're going to see you're, if it you're works. Probably like, you're probably cuddled up in your bed, and I'm sitting in my car having just finished operating, just hanging out in my car waiting to drive home. Right. Um, so I guess I should tell you that Gross Anatomy is where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine as it relates to pop culture and the world around us. Movies, TV. That, Don't forget I movies, TV. Movies, that was TV. Good. <laughs> movies, TV, pop culture, and the world around us. Right. And I'm yeah. Lauren Taylor, and you're Dr. And Jason And I'm Dr. Cohen. Jason Cohen. Awesome. You practice that, eh? I practice. Um, and we're live. Yeah, we're live, and we haven't had done a podcast together in two weeks. So right after we did our last podcast was exactly when the quarantine and all this craziness started with the coronavirus, wouldn't you say? Wow. Yeah. Well, actually, it was kind of starting. It was already brewing with our last podcast with Dr. Sherry Afai. You know, right. and we were just talking about the kind of how things were ramping up and getting crazy. Exactly. And then and I got in my car, and I heard the NBA just canceled, just canceled, was canceled, which is, like, my favorite thing. And then it was, like, n nobody was, mean it was your favorite. It was your favorite thing that the NBA got canceled? No, that that was, like, my calm is, like, watching NBA games. And so in my car, I heard that there weren't oh, no. NBA games. And then it seemed like everything snowballed after that. Then it was, like, everything got crazier. Like, when we were in the hospital, I felt fine talking to two doctors. Yeah. But then immediately yeah. after that, it, things started to get then crazy. Then the world got crazy. It all started with the NBA. <laughs> but I wanted, yeah, and, so I wanted and, to do an update about what's going on with you. Like, you still go to the hospital every day. What's, what's happening? Yeah. Well, a lot has happened. So did we even discuss in the podcast that my family and I were supposed to go away for my kids' spring break the following day, right? It was the following no. day. Yeah, we did not discuss yeah. that. We didn't discuss me going away for spring break with my family. No, so, yeah, tell them okay. what happened. I think, so I, I think we talked about it afterwards with Dr. Fai, right, just in conversation. And she was actually saying, you shouldn't go, you shouldn't go. And I'm like, no, we're going to go because we were going to fly to Panama. We have a friend who has a house in Panama. So I'm like, right. no, we're going. It'll be fine. Beep, ba, boop. And, um, and uh, so uh, – so sure enough. So what happened? That, like when you got home, so, you canceled. So that night, um, we're talking. We're having a big family conversation. Should we go? Shouldn't we go? Beep, pop, boop. And we're all kind of knowing the that we're like, hey, if the NBA canceled, now we, <laughs> we we were worried about travel bans. We were worried about you know even if we were able to go and we're fine, would we be quarantined there? Would we be able to get home? Those were all our concerns. So. What I wound up doing, I didn't even tell you, I wound up texting uh, about 
somewhere between uh, about 10 infectious disease doctors who I'm friends with. Okay. And uh, saying, hey, I'm supposed to leave tomorrow with my uh, family. Or, yeah, tomorrow with my family to Panama. What are your thoughts? And um, and two or three didn't respond. And of all the responders, I think about seven or eight responded. Everyone said, you're, in, you're a fool. You're crazy if you, sh- you go. You should not go. One of them said, yeah, why not? <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, I was on the why not camp until I got in my car and then I heard, you know, all the craziness was happening. So I'm glad you listened to them because I was thinking, I was like, you should go. You have a scheduled vacation, but you wouldn't have been able to come back. It would have been terrible. Right. We wouldn't have been able to come back. And who knows? And our bigger concern was if we got there and for some reason someone had a temperature and they took our temperature and if they were taking random temperatures – would they have said, okay, we're putting you off on some base or something for two weeks? Oh, my gosh, and, yeah. And that was my fear because our friend in Panama with the house was like they're taking random temperature checks of people getting out of the out of plane. So that was my bigger fear. To some degree, I was like, okay, if I don't come back, I don't come back, although I had work. But my right. bigger fear was just getting down there and not being able to enjoy Panama and being sick. Yeah. So I think you made so the right call. Go. So you – you changed it to Palm Springs. You guys still got a little yeah, vacation, so, right? Yeah, so it was great, actually. Our daughter came to the rescue, our eldest daughter. She She's like, I'm going to Airbnb a house in Palm Springs, and it was fairly inexpensive, way less money, you know, uh, than airfare for sure, which I hope is going to be refunded. Everybody says you know, the, we finally – we waited about two hours to talk to people at the airlines, and they said um, – you know, we're doing nothing now, but just for a year, you could reuse the flight for and with no extra fee uh, for tr- for travel. So hopefully, that's going to truly happen too. You know, that's a big unknown. Yeah, Is that really, I'm sure are we really going to be are, able to do that. Right, right. Yes, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people are really worried about that. But yeah, I, so we yeah, Airbnb the house. Thing. Yeah, and and it was great. We we just hung out. We barely left the house. There was a really nice pool that was warm in the back. And the weather was really great, even though I think it rained a lot in L.A. And we just kind of holed up. We just isolated our quarantined ourselves and went on our way there to buy a ton of food and cook great meals. We didn't go out to any restaurants. We really just stayed in. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a nice family trip. It was really a a good good. kind of. Yeah, we posted one pic on our Gross Anatomy Instagram uh, of you quarantining. You were just like right, floating in the pool. It looked very nice. Yeah, you couldn't tell there was all the craziness that is going on in the world. It looked peaceful. Yeah, and what was interesting is we really didn't listen to radio or news or we didn't go on our phones that much. So we really felt, didn't feel, you know, that. And I think Palm Springs was behind everybody else. So when we did go to the market, there there wasn't that crazy sense that there is now. Um, I know. I wasn't really yeah. scared until I went to the grocery store, and I was like, what is wrong? Is this like zombie land? What is wrong with everyone? Everyone's it's very crazy. bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm lucky. You know, we 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 tend to buy our things in bulk. You know, we'll buy two. You know, we have six of us in the house, and we mm-hmm. always have a ton of friends. Well, we tend to buy our stuff. We buy it on Amazon. And, you know, I try to buy a lot until we run out, and then I buy more. And luckily, before all this started – 
It was toilet paper buying time. So our toilet paper came a week before oh, the craziness. Nice. Uh-huh. So we're fine, but we're but we're low on paper towel. We, we're we're almost out of paper towel. And the, if you notice, there is nowhere to buy paper towel. Did you notice that? Yes. Well, we went to so we tried to just buy what we needed, and we bought a lot, so we didn't have to go. But there's we didn't buy toilet paper like everyone else because there was none. But we were fine. I, and still at Trader Joe's yesterday, there's still none. So my problem is, like, I feel like other countries handle this better than America. Like, I feel like we're so greedy that everyone just takes so much more than they need. And if they would just shop like they normally do, you always have – everyone always has toilet paper. We all just, yeah. you know, did what we normally do. We would all be exactly. okay. But no. So, Americans yeah. are, are weird, greedy and weird. But um, I know. So, did, you um, see, yeah. did you see that Instagram video of some – I think some hockey player – having a roll of toilet paper delivered to him by drone? No, but that's cool. It was great. Yeah, like a friend of his. And it was like a friend of his delivering like a roll of toilet paper by drone, like someone he knew was delivering a roll to him. No, I saw online there was a – someone was walking their dog via drone, and that was crazy. But no, I haven't seen the toilet paper drone drop. Yeah, that was cute. That was cute. Yeah. Um, so what's going on with you at the hospital? I feel like people want to know what 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 are you seeing? Yeah, so you know it's interesting. The, you know, the first week after I was back, we had a discussion with the staff and with our office because we're private practice doctors, hospital based, and we're like, no business like normal. We're gonna we're just gonna do business like normal. Then a day or two later, there's signs on every door saying. If you have a cold, if you have a this, if you're feeling yucky, don't come in. And then one day in the office, we're seeing patients and there are people in masks and there are people coughing and sneezing. And like the next day, we really reduced our, we really told patients, um, we put a sign up on our door saying also, if you have any symptoms, please don't come in, give us a call. But more Mm -hmm. importantly, we wound up, um, really limiting the patients that we're seeing in the office. We're still seeing fresh cancer diagnoses because we do a lot of cancer surgery, our group, Mm -hmm. and we're seeing anything that's considered emergent and fresh post-ops, but really anything else and even some post-ops we're trying to manage by phone. And that's the whole telehealth thing? Yeah. A little telehealth or just phone calls, um, we're a little behind the whole telehealth thing, but medical docs are doing telehealth. We're, you know, I've had a bunch of phone calls with my pa- my patients, um, and we've even reduced now our staff. You know, we have, um, we're kind of sending half the staff home. They're kind of working every other day. They're taking turns so we have, because we have less work now, um, and we're right. surgeons. So the hospitals have canceled all elective surgery. Um so, like, if you have a hernia that's bothering you, canceled. If you have um, – and, and not only are they canceling elective surgery, they're now even canceling and trying to postpone even cancer surgeries um, that aren't, wow. like, the kind – because certain cancers believe – you know, we always – a patient comes in with cancer, and they always – you know, the question for everybody is, Doc, had we – Found this a month ago. Would it have made a difference? Or doc, I want to do surgery tomorrow. Is it? Or doc, can I wait three weeks? And the the reality is, with most cancers, waiting two to six months, depending on the cancer, usually, usually, with many of the cancers, doesn't make that much of a difference. 
Okay. And and so so those cancers were were delaying, but then the cancers that do make a difference that need to be treated right away, a, the, a big recommendation and protocol now is to give them some form of systemic whole body treatment, which is chemotherapy, which keeps them out of the ORs um, to mm-hmm. try to shrink up and reduce anything so it doesn't spread or get worse so that we could delay doing surgery. And the whole reason why we're delaying trying not to do surgeries is we're trying to make sure we're not going to exhaust our resources. That's the main thing. Um, right. That the and then those is, patients yeah. are already uh, like, they're in the, they're in a percentile where they can't afford to get sick, right? Like it's like the over 65 range, or if you already have pre-existing medical conditions, like they're in the high risk range. Anyway, or any, right? or anybody, anybody with cancer, you know, theoretically you don't want them getting sick. So, so there's that component. Yeah. Let's not, Let's let's try to keep them out of the hospital. Let's mm-hmm. try to keep them home. Uh, but then the other thing is, is even someone who who theoretically would do fine, what if the surgery goes wrong, or and they wind up needing to be in the hospital, needing to be on a respirator, possibly taking up a respirator of someone who's going to need it from Corona. Right. That's one thought. But also, um, they're just. The, the hospitals are worrying that more and more corona patients are going to show up and we're just not going to have the resources. So right. it's really more about kind of being ready at the hospital level. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I was wondering. I figured you guys were still working just as much because cancer can't wait, but I guess what you're saying is some cancers can wait. I figure you're, the elective ones, the only ones that I could think of that you do would be hernias. No, but even thyroid cancer... Um, is is typically a cancer that can wait. So my thyroid cancer surgeries most of the time can wait several months. So we're sitting tight on those. And parathyroid surgery that I do that has to do with controlling people's calcium, most of the time that could also wait unless they're at dangerously high levels. Um, okay. And then and then we have plenty of patients who come in just with you know who know they have gallstones and get occasional ache of pain ache and pain, those patients also, if, you know, as long as they're not sick in the hospital, we're delaying all of that stuff. Okay. But what if, so I guess what people probably wonder, what I've been wondering is if something did happen, like if I did have like a a kidney infection or something like serious, you can still go to the hospital and be seen as of now, right? Like if you had a patient you needed to get in, there wouldn't be so much red tape that you couldn't get them in. For sure. Right. And okay. so, you know, if someone needs to go to the hospital, if someone needs to go to the ER, you know, we're taking so many extra precautions. We're trying to put patients with the COVID, with corona off, you know, somewhere else. So um, we're, we're taking care of you. You're, you're going to be taken care of. Uh, okay. But what's crazy, yeah, yeah, no, we're taking care of you. No, tell, uh, yeah, I want to know any any of the craziness. Let me, so, is there any more? I, I mean, I... I, I just finished operating. We did an, uh, you know, an emergency. Uh, someone had a hernia, uh, which is a weakness in the abdominal wall in, in their in their belly, and through that weakness, through that hernia, a piece of intestine was stuck and on the verge of dying and going gangrenous, which could kill someone. And mm-hmm. we're actually lucky that we took this patient now to the operating room because had it been a few more hours, this patient would have been wound up in a much worse situation. Um, but so we're taking extra precautions during the putting them on the breathing machine in terms of 
making sure there's less people in the room in terms of the breathing, in terms of getting, you know, if someone has corona, we don't want everybody else getting affected. So that's pretty weird. And the other thing that's really weird is, you know, just a month ago, you'd go to the any operating room and outside of the operating room where we the scrub sinks are, where we wash our hands, are boxes and boxes of masks. But that's normally. And there are okay. three different kinds of each mask, and there are a zillion boxes. Now there are no boxes, no masks outside these scrub sinks, and they're rationing these masks. You have to go inside to the charge nurse area, and they hand you, you know, they give you a mask that they say, if you're going to be here all day, please use that mask all day. It's amazing how wow. supplies, uh, you know, are, have to some degree run out, A, because of hoarding, B, because of use, uh, and I also C, because of production. You know, there a lot of the companies and things are shut down that are making that are making these things. That's what I thought so that we were going to kind of get into, like, some good news. So I read – but in the good news I was searching for about the coronavirus, that people are starting Let's talk to about good masks. news. I like good news. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. apparently in North Carolina, there's like a text mill that is starting to, you know, change how they do business. And now they're just making masks and they're making 10 million masks per week. And then uh, fashion designers, instead of making clothes, now they're they're making masks. So hopefully you'll start seeing some more boxes. But I don't know how long till that gets to your hospital. Like. Yeah. Supposedly yeah. more people are changing what they would normally manufacture and are making masks. And Target, I saw online, got called out for selling masks as like a retail option. And so since oh, they wow. got called out, they're now donating masks to hospitals. Right. Yeah, what's amazing is, is, you know, rather than the government having to impose these things to happen, people are stepping up and doing it on their own, which is really pretty amazing, pretty remarkable. One of my buddies that I grew up with, um, owns a company called uh, Baby Catan. I don't know uh, that it's kind of like Baby Bjorns, you know, baby okay. carriers. Yeah, it sounds familiar. But, yeah, and it, but it's more of a like a material kind of thing than a um, you know, it's kind of more like uh, more hippie-ish, you know, more uh, less less techy and more kind of just like uh, sarong kind of thing. If you look it up, Baby Catan, we could look it up. But he told me. That at his company, they're trying to figure out rather than making the baby katans to see if they could uh, also try to start making masks uh, instead, which is amazing. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, people really are stepping up. And uh, I don't know if you're hearing any of this, but I read that the World Health Organization has now, like, got 20 coronavirus vaccines in development. Have you heard anything about any possible vaccines? I know we talked. Yeah. I don't know about I don't know about details like that or numbers, but but I know that a lot of labs, a lot of people have transitioned. I, I know at least three or four major companies are working on vaccines, and I also know that you know all around there um, at Boston University, I know they're testing uh, cells and and how it reacts to different compounds, like like regular compounds, to see if if the coronavirus might get killed or stunned or halted by any of the things that we already have, too. You know, just like we know right now, there are a couple of medicines that are thought to be um, helpful in treating corona. There's uh, a medicine, Plaquenil, and another medicine, uh, z right, azithromycin. Okay, uh, right. 
is just a regular antibiotic, uh, that, and Plaquenil is a medicine used in uh, autoimmune disorders. And for I don't know who realized or came up with it. I think they knew it uh, also from um, other previous um, viruses that that maybe these medications will decrease um, the severity of Corona. So they're working so on those, and they're working on some other. Yeah, I saw that I think, we were talking about, you know, like there's a lot of celebrities now that are getting coronavirus, and Idris Elba, Elba was one of them. Stringer Bell on the wire was one of them. And he, I guess he did an interview with Oprah, and I guess he said, I think the malaria drug, I believe that's what he said, have, was helping helping him. I don't know how that right. would work. Chloroquine, chloroquine also, which is, which is, I think, related to this other medicine, Plaquenil. Um, uh, okay. I, I think somehow they might be related. Yeah. And so, so an old anti-malarial medicine is supposedly helping. Um, but Idris Elba was symptomatic or no? I don't think so. I think he was around someone that had it and then he got tested. But he right. also has asthma, so he was really worried. So I guess he's been posting that he's, he's fine, still able to breathe. Cause I was actually wondering about that because I've been asthmatic before, like how that affects people. But I, yeah. it's good that, like, these celebrities are posting, like, you know, what they're going through because people are curious, like Tom Hanks, you know, like, you want to know if you're in the 60-plus range and he's diabetic, like, what kind of symptoms do you have? So, right, right. Although I'm not sure I, if any of them are, are symptomatic much at all. I'm not I'm not really sure. And I, and I think – So maybe that's not a you good know, test sample. Yeah. I think the current guidelines in terms of getting tr- getting tested is that if you're symptomatic – um, and of a certain age, you should be tested. But I think asymptomatic, just concerned people, I think the reality is, is they are wasting, um, people's, other people who might need the test, they're wasting right. resources. So, you know, I, I don't want to get into who's getting tested and what's getting tested and should certain it's people get tested. Out. Yeah. It is hard to figure out. So there was another actor, I forget his name, but he was, I guess he lived in Honolulu, and he just went through a drive-through test. And I was hoping they would have that in L.A. I'm like, that's perfect, that you don't have to have all these people going to the hospital. But I don't think that's ever going to happen here. It doesn't look like it's yeah. happening. No, I don't know. Although it may, who knows? And and it's a nasal swab, I believe, right? They just uh, right. swab the yeah. back of your nose. So theoretically, you know. Instead of get, going to McDonald's and getting a burger and fries, you just roll your nose out and they swab your nose. That sounds great. Right. And that's what Dr. Sherry was saying on our last podcast. And that's, you asked if that was like similar to like the flu test. I guess it's the same thing, mm. uh, how you would get tested for the flu. Right. Right. And what other else? good news, more than 100,000 people have already recovered from the virus worldwide. And a person over at a 90-year-old managed to recover from the virus as well. So, I mean, I'm reaching for for good good yeah. news, but there are some. Do you, know, do you know if that person recovered from having had major symptoms or just mild symptoms? I would assume mild the, symptoms. Yeah. But I, and I the, guess I don't expect anyone old to recover. And the big question that I don't know the answer to is that the people who do get corona who recover or just have mild symptoms is their immune are they now immune from it and um and what i heard and it may just be anecdotal is 
as a last-ditch effort, they may be taking blood or serum from the people who have recovered from corona and giving it to patients who are near death from corona to see if that helps boost their immune system. Oh, well, I don't know. I remember we asked Dr. Yafai, and she said, theoretically, I guess they can't, you know, they don't have 100% proof that you won't get, like, you won't get it again, but they think that you won't get it again. Yeah, and that's the, that's still the big problem with this is that it's new and there's so much we still don't know and it's still evolving um, and it's pretty crazy. On another positive note, um, a friend, uh, I'm friends with a, a, a guy who owns a pizza place here in L.A., Nagila Pizza, and out okay. of the blue, he called me up yesterday, the owner of Nagila Pizza, and said, I want to donate. I want to feed the people who are working so hard at Cedar sinai I want to feed the doctors, the nurses. What can I do? So today he fed the operating room staff, and and that that's amazing. That is so that, great because I bet nobody, yeah. yeah, nobody knows where to eat, where to go, and they're exhausted. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel no, like there's really, like stories popping up like that all over. Yeah. So what are you doing, Lauren? I'm not doing anything good for anybody except for myself. No, no, I don't. I don't mean that. I, I mean, what are you doing to, with yourself no, these days? I'm kidding. Uh, I'm staying in quarantine. My husband's working from home, so now we're both working from home, which you know has some challenges. What about efficiency? Like, are you getting really great work done and stuff? I think so. I mean, I try to look for good news because there is good news. Like, I do think the. I mean, I'm not blaming the media, but there's just so many, like, scary horror stories that, like, make good headlines that I'm right. trying to stay calm. And I find when I do that and I don't go down, like, a news rabbit hole, I feel much better. Right. What I'm finding is I am way less efficient with this extra time. That, that's what I meant. You know, with my, oh, eight, my kids do? are home. Okay. Yeah, so my kids are home, and, and I don't have to, like, run out and da-da-da. So I'm sleeping a little bit later. I'm uh, rather great, than getting you don't work- get enough sleep. So yeah, no, it is great. But one of the things I thought I'd be able to do was kind of catch up on work, but instead I'm, which I actually love, I'm spending more time with my kids and my wife rather than, you know, I feel like once I'm home, I'm home. And it's harder to kind of then go separate and go do work and and hide away. So you know I'm finding myself less efficient. To, you have to create a family video. Do do any of you play any instruments? I feel like there's so many videos. Like Ethan Hawke and his kids are like all in the sing along song. You got to do something fun or funny with your oh, family. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We got to do something. I don't know what we could do. Maybe uh, well, maybe maybe make a short film. You know what we could we could eat together. <laughs> we're really good at eating. Everyone eating. <laughs> yeah, we're that's, really good at that. No, did you see the speaking of videos? Did you see the Neil Diamond uh, video? No, but my husband told me about it, so I got to watch it. About the the Sweet Caroline Neil Diamond video about you know hands. He's like. Hands, not touching hands, washing hands. It was very cute. It was really no, great. but I'm going to watch it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, um, you got to watch the Neil Diamond uh, uh, video. Okay, I will. Uh, well, what else are you doing for quarantine to kill some time? Is there any new shows that our listeners might want to know about? So that's the thing. Because I'm I'm around with my family, 
I'm not, you know, normally when I go to the gym, I'm on my own. I have this time. And, and so now I'm walking either by myself or outside or with the family. So I'm not watching a show. I'm kind of just looking outside and enjoying the air or, or I'm walking with the, my family. So unfortunately, I, I, I'm slacking in terms of my pop culture, too. My only other thought before we get into that was it does, I, I mean, I think, people, it's okay wearing masks, but, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm not wearing a mask and I walk by someone I know, I may smile at them, and I don't know what their facial expression is underneath. So I think it would be cool if someone could invent <laughs> a see-through mask so you, could see, <laughs> so you could see what their facial expression is under there, that either that or wait, they should invent masks with nice, happy faces on them. I agree. I mean, those are my those are my two thoughts. Those are my thoughts today. Either happy faces or see through. Because I'm like, I smile at people in masks, and they're probably like cursing me out or something in there. (laughs) Who knows? In fact, I'm sure they are. I never thought about that. That's funny. Uh, All right. Well, well, I'll develop the prototype. I'll get on it. There you go. For sure. So, what about you? What are you watching? All right. Well. It's called Tiger King, and it's on Netflix. And I don't know if you noticed, but Netflix now does, like, the top ten. Like, if you scroll through, you can see, like, the top ten shows people are watching. And Tiger King is number one. It is a documentary. I think it's, like, seven episodes. And it's about this guy who owns a zoo in Oklahoma, of course, where I grew up. So it makes Oklahoma look really bad. But um, it's just crazy. Like, the story just gets nuts like I can't I don't want to ruin it for anyone but you should watch it it's kind of addictive I feel really bad for the tigers but it's an interesting story what tell what you can't tell me anything more than that it's a documentary just a one-time thing so this guy is like the tiger king yes and he I mean well you know at the beginning he ends up in jail his story is just crazy and like why he ends up in jail and uh, it's just, it's very, very addictive. And he's, like, such a character. He's got, like, this most disgusting mullet. And, uh, yeah, his love for tigers. And it's just weird. But I, I'm i not selling it, but you should watch it, Patrick Owen. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Okay, I, I will try to watch it. I am excited. I um, Westworld is back on, but we haven't watched that yet. So that's on our on our short list, and Ozark, we're very excited, is coming out this weekend. Oh, I forgot. I'm glad you reminded me. I do like, I really like the second season of Ozark, so I'm excited. Yeah. So we're very excited for Ozark, but but we're still watching the Tudors. Uh, My wife, you know, we we were in a lull of what to watch, so my wife was like, let's watch the Tudors, you know, about Mm -hmm. King Henry VIII. um, With, um, what's his name, the guy from Bennett, like Beckham, but Riss Myers. Um, Okay. And it, it's very entertaining. Um, yeah, actually, I know, I Henry, know what you're talking about. I never watched it, though. It seems like it's good. Like Henry, Henry Cavill's in it. Uh, I'm trying to think of who, who else. Um, uh, the Queen, Anne Boleyn, is the same actress who was from Game of Thrones. Uh, who did she play? Marjorie. I'm back. Oh, uh, okay. Was it Marjorie? I, I don't. I don't think I know her name. Like, I don't think I'll figure it out off the top of my head, but I know who you're talking about. I know um, her name. I just can't think of it. But so interestingly, during during the first season, 
there was something called um, the febrile illness or something, or the fever illness or the fever disease, and people around England just ran, I think it may have even been all around Europe, I don't know if it was just an England disease, just randomly died from this fever illness, uh, and it kind of, very weird that Bernice, my wife and I were watching it at the same time as Corona was popping out. Um, it, it was just kind of very strange. And, and I was Googling and looking up, you know, if they even, if it was a real thing, this fever illness, and it really was a real thing. And they really never figured out totally what, what it was, what caused it. Um, they do think it was some virus, but it was pretty fatal. Uh, not a lot of people survived it. And it was just kind of interesting that we're watching that we were watching that at the same time that this corona is now hitting us. Yeah, that's really interesting. And speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, two of the actors have it. Um, the mother of the Sand Snakes has coronavirus, and Tormund, uh, you know, the, the big uh, the big uh, guy with red hair. Oh, I love that guy. He's got it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's got it, too. Two Game of Thrones actors. So I forgot the, you know, we were talking talking about what's been going on. So the other thing, I know we've been rambling for a while, and it's probably soon time to wrap up, but um, my middle daughter turned 16 this past weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. She had her birthday, oh, during the coronavirus. So we, so it was just yeah, so we. It was just us, absolutely nothing. You know, we, we had a nice family dinner and had next day family brunt, breakfast, and the next day family, you know, and ate a lot of cake. But we watched 16 Candles that night. That's, yeah. That was one of the things we did. I made them watch 16 Candles. She had never seen it before? She had never. One of my, my youngest kid had actually seen it or parts of it. But my eldest daughter and our her one of her best friends who grew up in our house has been living with us, you know, the last six months. So she's with us. So neither of them had seen it, and and uh, and the sixteen year old hadn't seen it. So that was a lot of fun. What do you think? I'm curious. That's like that's one of my uh, favorite favorites. It oh, held up. I I I think oh, they the really enjoyed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they really enjoyed it, and and it really held up. Uh, it didn't seem too dated. It was it was a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad. That I mean, I'm sure she had a nice birthday. She did. She'll, she did. It was, a, it was really nice family. She definitely will. She definitely will. And then lastly, I'm trying to get everybody, uh, like the following night or last night, no one's ready to watch it. No one really wants to. But I think the next movie we should watch together as a family, since we're not doing much, is St. Elmo's Fire. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. Is that is that's not John Hughes, is it? I'm to think. I don't know if it's John Hughes, but it is the Rat Pack. You know, the the Brat Pack, whatever. Yeah, um, the Brat Pack. Yeah, that's right. The Brat Pack. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of another one that I like. Yeah, Sixteen Candles is probably the best. Yeah. Well, um, what's it called? Street Breakfast Club. But they had seen Breakfast the Breakfast Club. Club. Is good. Yeah. Yeah, but they oh, saw that one. Oh, they're pretty in pink. But that, I think they've seen that too. I think they've seen that okay. too. But so, so I'm trying to convince them that we should watch uh, um, Saint Elmo's Fire. I love Saint Elmo's Fire. So, but I, I don't know if I saw it when I was a little bit old. I think my my eldest too will enjoy it more than yeah. my youngest, the 16 and the 14 year old. But well, um, but uh, I still think a young Rob Lowe plays the saxophone in that movie, and he looks even more handsome than he does now. So 
That was, that was dinner conversation. That was dinner conversation last night when I was trying to convince them. They pulled them up, and they're like, wow. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, I was, like, trying to think. I was like, girls, I was like, uh, maybe you can sell them on the Rob Lowe sex some part. Exactly. So there's a chance. We have a chance now because of Rob Lowe that we may watch it. Thank you, Rob Lowe. <laughs> Thank you, Rob Lowe. So I think that's it. You know, we were supposed to have a guest this week, but due to corona, we decided to – and he's excited to come, but – um, we'll, we'll do it post-corona, or maybe, is will there be a way for maybe a three-way call-in, you think, Lauren? Actually, that's what I was thinking before we had this call. So if I can figure that out, then I, yeah, let's see how this goes, and I'll try to figure that out, because that would be awesome. That would be great. Although, uh, I hope this doesn't, I hope once corona's over, we go back to being in person, because as much as this is fun, I think yeah. we're missing out yeah. a little bit in the face-to-face. And then, you know, just talking about just talking about all that craziness is with the coronavirus is one of, you know, we're talking about it at the hospital with the staff and everybody. And the feeling, unfortunately, is is it's probably not going to get better yet. It's probably still going to go on for a little bit. Just the the uncertainty and the way uh, we've been behaving is probably still going to go on for at least. Um, couple of weeks still, I think. Right. They were, I was reading about China, and they said, like, this would be, like, the time now that it, like, peaked for them. So we're probably still going to see a lot more a lot more cases in the, this week and next week. But hopefully if we can mimic China and just, you know, stay quarantined, we can reduce it. Like, now they just have – I think they've only had, like, 10 new cases, and those were people that traveled abroad. So, So hopefully we can get it under control. Let's see. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dr. Colin. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy. I'm glad thanks we were everyone. able to make this happen. Me too. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.